you if you want to you got essentially 35 hours left it's, WCIA. It's weird. It's definitely weird. When is it going to hit you? You said a couple weeks or a month, but I think it's going to go longer than that. When it like really hits you, it'll be a first Illinois football game. Yeah, oh yeah, it'll hit me when the season starts and I'm holding a ticket to the stands and not a <laughs> not a pass to the field. That's you're when you're supposed it, to be holding a drink in your yeah, hand. Yeah, you'll forget about us when yeah, you're exactly. drinking a beer. <laughs> I'll be I'll be heckling you guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, you got to go to post game now. I'm heading back out to the exactly, tailgate line. Yeah. That doesn't sound that bad. Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. We are all in the same place for the first time. It's crazy. We're not supposed to be. We're breaking the rules. We're <laughs> rule breakers here. But it's for a good reason. Craig's final day at WCIA is tomorrow. We're taping on Friday afternoon, so Saturday, your last day. We all wanted to do this one time here because we've been doing it distance-wise yeah. with Marley and Craig both at home. I've been in the studio uh, pretty much the whole time, except for last week when I was on vacation. So we wanted to get this one time in. We're at least all here together. But how you feeling, Craig? You got essentially 35 hours left at it's, WCIA. It's weird. It's definitely weird. Um, uh, I accepted a job a couple weeks ago, and it didn't fully hit until Monday. Uh, I recorded a little goodbye and I sent that out Monday, uh, right before our six o'clock newscast, and then just all the reaction to that. Uh, it started hitting that night that uh, I'm changing my career path, and didn't really expect it to. But uh, you got to do what you got to do sometimes, and it's an opportunity for me to to try something new. Yeah, we're all excited for you and a, a new journey and a new path. And sometimes life often takes us down a road that we don't expect or you know we don't plan for, but you know give us a little glimpse of you know the why the change was now and and why you where you're going uh those that don't know a whole lot about the tv business and just see us on tv and think it's all glitz and glamour um wait it's not (laughs) it's it's a grind um i've been working weekends for almost eight years now probably 50 out of 52 weekends of the year Uh, i'm at work saturday and sunday and friday nights um, and the hours are, it's basically second shift hours and, you know, things just change over time and there are other people in my life now and it's not just me and all that stuff. And, and so I, I just needed to look out for me and, and everything I got going on. So more of a normal life, I would say it's, it was nothing, nothing bad happened here to push me out. I wasn't forced out, nothing like that. This was all my decision. Um, just, just trying something different cause it, it's a grind. It, it takes a special, a special person to stick in this business and to be successful in this business. And I loved this business for the eight years that I've been in it. And I honestly couldn't imagine myself doing anything different. But I was approached with an opportunity that uh, allows me to keep doing some of the things that I was taught um, in, in college. And I can use my education still. And it just might not be sports. So, um, Trying something new, and we'll see how it goes, but I am still going to be in the area. I'm not leaving Champaign, um, so you'll still see me around and see me on social media and at most games. So, And we might put him to work. You never know. <laughs> if he gets bored on a Friday night, you might, may see him on the sideline again. If, I don't know, but I could entice you with maybe some Chick-fil-A or some <laughs> uh, food options to, to get you to come back in. Yeah, p- part of this, too, is that the new job is a Monday to Friday normal nine to five, eight to four type of job. So I I will have free time to myself. And, and part of the reason that I took the job is that it would allow me time to still be involved 
in this business in some way. So, so the door isn't completely shut on the sports media uh, part of my life. Um, when sports come back, <laughs> uh, I, I will likely be involved in some form or fashion. I just don't know exactly what it's going to be yet. And maybe we'll have you back on the podcast at some point. It'd be fun <laughs> to get some perspective. And maybe from an outsider perspective, yeah. you know, not in the building, so to speak, I have a feeling that you're still going to go to some games. For, oh, yeah. for Illinois. So. Oh, yeah. I'll still go to as many as I can. Yeah. And just the no free food beforehand <laughs> for Craig it might be a big deal. You know, you might have to eat before you come to the games and uh, no sideline passes. Yeah. Now you can hit you the know. tailgate, though. Yeah. See, that does have its perks, though. If yeah. You can get the tailgate because we don't get that luxury. Yeah. And that's something that I've talked to a couple people about is, you know, my first job I covered Southern Illinois. Um, and I, I went to their game. I went to school there, so I went to their games and did the tailgate thing there. But when I got that job, it, I haven't been able to tailgate or enjoy a game since 2012, since I got in this business. So um, I, I'm looking forward to that. And, and we were – I forgot what I was doing, but we were editing some video. It might have been my goodbye video, and I was looking for some basketball stuff. And I w- it was the Michigan State game last year that I was looking at, the one where uh, Illinois upset number nine. That Michigan like, State, yeah. uh, and I was covering it. I was shooting the video, and I rushed the court. I was like, "Man, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have these seats anymore. I'm gonna be up in the 200 level." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, uh, Marley, how many games are gonna go by before Craig gets us up and he's like, "Hey, can I get a, can I get a pass?" <laughs> uh, Maybe. You guys need some help two. shooting. Yeah. Just because they they cater really well for for the games, and we we get the hookup with the Portillos and the. If you know me, you know how much I value free Did they food. Used to do Chick Fil A, I heard. No, I don't think they never had Chick Fil A. Never had Chick Fil A. Craig might have reconsidered his life yeah. choices if that would have been the case yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, just a little insight for Craig. He would he would print off the list of media meals. <laughs> yes! have it, have it I don't think anyone at Illinois knew I did that. I don't, I don't know, know if I was supposed uh, well, to do that. You know, it's, uh, it's all right. Your greatest accomplishment <laughs> here. <laughs> and then all the media found out that I had it, and they would hit me up like, hey, yeah. send that to me. Hey, what's what's, what's, what's on the list tonight? <laughs> I, you know, I got to get there early. Because it, it was broken down by, like, you know, if it was really good food, it might not be there 30 minutes before the game because it's all gone. So, you, you know, you kind of had to plan ahead, especially with the pregame show or whatever festivities we had going on before the game, live shots, you know, what have you. So you know, just the inner workings here. I want to share some stories here as we go along today about uh, some favorite times that we've had the last four and a half plus years now because you started in August of 2015. And that was an incredible time in Illinois sports history. Mm-hmm. On the negative side, Illinois was coming off some really, really historic uh, seasons, poor-wise. And, and, you know, a ton of attrition happened at that time. A lot of history was made in a negative way, and you stepped right into that. Mm-hmm. So I want to get into that today. We're also going to chat a little bit about stories we did this week. The 24-7 updated rankings that came out with Adam Miller and Andre Carbello both taking pretty big steps, and I think warranted steps, especially for Andre Carbello. And we'll also chat a little bit about the last dance all coming up here on the 3 and one podcast, Craig. But I want to start with your favorite memories, games, whatever it may be. What are you going to take away from your four and a half years here? Because you traveled quite a bit. You got to see some cool things, mm-hmm. and you got to experience some things that I think a lot of people would be really ha- excited to do and happy to do. I always say that you know there's some big time sacrifices that it takes to work in this business, but you're paying us mm-hmm. to go places that people mm-hmm. pay to go. Mm-hmm. That's how I always explain what we get to do. And while storytelling is an essence of who we are and, and what we strive to do, 
the games around those stories so oftentimes make the story. And so what are your, some of your favorite moments? Because I'm going to guess, Craig, that a lot of those have to revolve around games, and there was a yeah. couple good ones this year. Yeah, the last couple of years have been um, very beneficial. Um, I, I think the stuff that sticks out right now, as I'm still kind of trying to process the, the move, are the games, and specifically to um, Wisconsin football this year and probably Michigan State basketball last year, which I already touched on, two games that Illinois was not expected to win, that I was on the sidelines shooting video, and uh, the only two times I've ever been part of a court storming. <laughs> I wasn't a student for it, but um, but from where we sit, we are one of the first onto the court in those cases. So um, those games specifically probably, and, and then the trips as well. Um, my first big one, I think, was New York City. Uh, for the Big Ten tournament in 2018, um, kid from small town of 3,000 going to New York for, by himself for the first time. Um, that was a lot, um, a lot of fun. And then this year, the two with uh, Derek Piper went with me on both of them to Arizona and to the East Coast. Um, a lot of places. This, this job allows you, and you just said it allows you so many opportunities to go to places that you wouldn't necessarily it wouldn't be as easy to go to otherwise because I mean I could if I had the money I could go to New York whenever I want but like you said you get paid to go to New York like we went to I went to New York and hardly spent any of my own money because of uh, it's part of the job um, so it, it's stuff like that it's the trips and and even you know there are some I know we, we cover a lot of uh, Illinois but there are some high school moments um I really like that Dylan Brownlee story I did uh, my first or second year from GCMS. He was a manager, and they, they let him score a touchdown first play of the game on senior night. That was really cool. So there are moments that I think here in the next couple weeks, months, when I'm I'm not on this grind that I'll look back and be like, man, that was fun. Um, it, it just hasn't all hit me yet. Yeah, and I agree that the games are what – makes it fun at least you know on the surface level but the stories so often for me are what stick with you that's the longer impact stuff for me that like hey i was able to tell this person's story that meant a lot to them i think it also means a lot to us and we never want to make the story about ourselves we never want it to be about us but it's you certainly pour your if you pour your heart into something and for as long as we work on these stories you know you're pouring sometimes an entire day or sometimes multiple days into these stories and you want to do your good a good job. You pour your heart into it. That that to me are the things that that I, at least I remember when I you know reflect on a year. And when you're reflecting on you know a, a career and a time spent four and a half years, I think that's certainly something that you know is going to stick with me. I do remember that uh, Dylan story, which was great. You know, and and uh, you know you you told some really impactful stories in, in your time here. And you know those are things that hopefully those people mm-hmm. will remember as well. That you know that's a that's a moment in time. That's a story in time that will forever be there that, you know, it's never going to go away unless it gets deleted somehow, which we're going to hope that is not the case. <laughs> but, you know, th- those are moments in time and, you know, those games too. I mean, I think it was number nine, Michigan state last year, you know, IO rising up big time, number six, Wisconsin this mm-hmm. year, you know, and the, and the craziness of that game and that moment and what that meant. You know, I, I think of some other games here that, you know, were really, really big. I remember your first – I think the first road trip you went on was at Iowa. It was. 
in 2015. 15, yep. yep. Geronimo Allison. They almost won that they, game. I mean, they yeah, came back they were, and made it close. They were within a – it was a one-possession game late in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. Gmo had that, like, 65-yard touchdown. Yep, went up and got the pass on the sideline, and yeah. Yep. Tell us about your first week here, because I think that's what's going to stick <laughs> out to me, and I'm going to remember this the most. <laughs> and we talked about this just a few minutes ago at the, at the outset, but – you know, you came in late August of 2015. Yeah. Matt Wetterston had just taken over the sports director role. I was the weekend sports anchor then, and we hired Craig Show. We had a connection, and a lot of people might not know this, but dating back to SIU, we both worked at WSIL, which was my first job. It was your first job. Both went to SIU. You graduated SIU in 2011. 11. I graduated yeah. in 10, and so... We didn't we had cross. A connection there. We didn't cross too many paths in college. It was at yeah. WSIL where we really started to to work together. And even then, he taught Brett taught me a ton. Then I wasn't in sports there. Um, I was kind of their unofficial fourth person down there that I would shoot on Friday nights and do some sports stuff if they needed it. But um, but yeah, then he leaves in 2013. Yeah, it would have been August of 2013 when I left there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it was Brett that also kind of tipped me off on this job that was going to come open. So, um, so yeah, long story short, I, um, start August, late August of 2015, my first day on the job, first time after my interview that I step in this building, me and Matt Wetterston go to the Lou Henson court dedication. So when there's something dedicated to Lou, everyone is going to be there. So I met everyone my first day, mind you, Brett had just had a kid, Gabe, yeah, Gabe had just been I was born. Out so on, you know, paternity leave. Yeah, Brett wasn't here. around for a, a couple of weeks. Well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, so that's Monday, uh, Wednesday. Um, football season's starting. Yeah. So it's practice. It's not training camp for football. So Wednesday, I go to football practice for post practice interviews with Matt, and I meet a guy named Tim Beckman. <laughs> Friday, Tim Beckman is fired. <laughs> so my first week involves some of the craziest times. Um, and needless to say, it didn't really stop <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> for a good eight months there, it was crazy. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, from Beckman getting fired to interim. Well, I mean, Cubit was the interim coach. Mm-hmm. And then Mike Thomas is fired in November, I think it was. And then you have an interim AD. And then Josh Whitman's hired. And then, well, the interim AD gives the interim head coach an extension, right? That you were at that game at Soldier Field. That was the not ideal day. Yeah, the the not ideal that we so often say. Still, (laughs) we inform Marley about all the time of why we say not ideal. Yeah, I thought you guys just said that, and then I started picking it up. I was like, oh, not ideal, and then I finally heard the story. Yeah, I'm like, oh. (laughs) And we all love Paul Kowalczyk. He's great, but he was in a bad spot there, and it was not ideal for any party. (laughs) In that yeah. situation. And, you know, Josh Whitman gets hired, and then he fires Bill Cubitt on his first day, official day in the office. And then Lovey Smith is hired, and then the Gross thing. And remember, there was off-the-court stuff with Gross's tenure. That was Kendrick Nunn. That was Jalen Tate, right? That's You hadn't even been here a year yet, mm-hmm. and we're dealing with all these, you know, big-time news stories that weren't – we were showing up in court. Remember yeah. that? Laron. Laron Black was yeah. in there as well. I forgot you about know, that. I had just become sports director. I'm trying to figure out how to run a department, and we were just we were running. We were off yeah. and running, and all the while, you know, Illinois in its two major sports there was was not doing very well. Yeah, 
other than that gross year, would have been grosses second to last year when you, you felt like, and even as last year, they, I mean, they yeah. were right there on the NCAA tournament, you know, maybe win one or two more games and, and they're in it. But yeah. uh, man, a lot of mediocrity. The, this, uh, this job is so rewarding if the teams you cover are, are good. And we didn't get that for a long time. Either of us. For a long time. I mean... um, Well, when we were at SIU, they weren't good either. That's what I was going to say. At at either of our jobs, we never... I mean, was this your first bowl game? Second bowl game? ever. Well, they made it in 14 when I was here. I didn't go. So I guess I'd covered two bowl teams. Yeah. Yeah. And no NCAA tournaments. No. Uh, So, I mean, we had covered both of us. Our, Our career paths have been very similar. And we have seen some mediocrity. We've seen some bad. Um, so this season, uh, I'm glad I got for football and basketball. Now, now that I have taken another job, I'm glad I got the opportunity, opportunities that I did this year to see what it's like to be a part of a successful, not be a part of, because we're not part of the team, but to cover successful programs and yeah, and, and to what be it's around like. it. And yeah. I think that's important. You feel the momentum, you feel the buzz. You know, yeah. it's believe me, it's a lot better showing up to practice when the team is good than than when they're bad. You know, the interviews are a lot better. The team is just more open to sharing things. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're making a bigger impact because people care. Mm-hmm. When the teams are bad and the two major sports in Illinois are bad. You know, people just don't care as much, and that doesn't make it as much fun for us either. You know, there's been some non-revenue sports, too, that have been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, You know, you weren't here for the baseball. No. It was 2015. You had just missed out on the historic 50-plus one Yeah, that was the spring before I got here. And I don't know if you remember this. I did come up here for it with a couple of my SIU buddies. We came up and watched, and we met up with Brett after the show, and I think that's the first time you told me that the job was going to be open. Oh, nice. I don't remember that. Yeah, we had, we gone out for a drink after. and I'd had a few babies <laughs> since then. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's when Brett told me, like, hey, what are you wanting to do? What are you doing down there? And he told me that there was going to be a job open uh, in the sports department. Hmm. Small world. So that would have been that. May, I think, 2015. End of May. Cause it was End regional. of May, early June. Yeah, they yeah. played in the Super Regional, which would have been in June yeah. against Vanderbilt. Yeah. And got smoked. Uh, but, yeah, that was a fun team. The Final Four in golf, that was Final a lot of Four fun. in golf. Sugar yeah, Grove. yeah, especially because it was home. I actually just looked at some of that video today because I did a one. My last story was on some of the men's golfers that I just got done uh, earlier today, um, and I was just thinking about that the Final Four because I think it came down to Giovanni uh, Tadioto. He was a freshman, and his match was the last one that clinched it for Oklahoma and and knocked Illinois out, but. That was a lot of fun. We were trying to figure out how we covered that because we both went up there at separate points because Anise refused to cover golf. <laughs> Other than when she was told she had to cover golf. Um, but And me and Brett both love golf, so we happily went and covered it. Um, that was fun. And then I've said this since I got here, that volleyball at Illinois is one of my favorite sports to cover. Oh, yes. uh, Marley's in on that. Yeah. yeah. I'm in, I'm I mean, in. they're good. They're so much fun to watch. The huff is packed every night. It's loud. Um, from Kevin Hamley to Chris Thomas, the the staffs have always been awesome. Um, volleyball has been one of my favorite to cover. So that final four run yeah. uh, a couple years ago was, was a lot of fun, especially because you got to go up there. So we got to get some coverage from Minneapolis. But uh, the, the non-revenue sports have allowed – us to see the success that the revenue sports didn't allow us to see because pretty much every sport at Illinois is successful consistently except for men's basketball and football as of late. So just minor 
you know, details. You, you may need those two teams to be good to have a successful athletic department. Uh, I went back yesterday, Craig, and referenced some of the top stories on Google Analytics on our website, and it's fun to go back and look at this, you know, all time since you started here. So this has been since August of 2015 or thereabouts, the top stories. And Adam Miller's commitment, that ranks right up there at the top. We'll talk about the updated 24-7 sports rankings here in just a minute. John Gross fired. Bennett Williams kicked off the football team. Brad Underwood hired. Jeremiah Tillman and the craziness of that. Remember? Yes. That was absolutely insane of you know, the East St. Louis product. Is he coming? Is he not? Is he signing? Is he not? Then he commits, we have a We have a good signs. story we'll get into about that, too. Yeah. What was with that? With our trip. With? Our golf trip. To where? To Quad Cities. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a, that's an all-timer, We'll too. get there yeah, in a little yeah. bit. almost forgot about that one. Uh, Io DeSumo commits, and I just ate a district. There's another high school one that mm-hmm. had a huge impact on our website, and Mark Smith commits. And the thing that we've done that's been really fun, and this is – Craig's had a big hand in this, is starting to stream these commitment ceremonies or signings because I think either or, sometimes they happen together, sometimes they don't. There's nothing better that we can provide on live television than someone committing – for an Illinois fan to tune in and watch. And so Adam Miller was right up there, 25,000 people watching just on our website or our app, which I think is pretty positive. That's a lot of eyes on that. Io DeSumo had 15, about 15,000 thereabouts, and Mark Smith had 40,000 people watching I remember, just on our website. That does include the Facebook feed or yeah. some other uh, platforms that we have. Yeah, that was the one, too, that I was off that day. I was in St. Louis with family that day, and I was so I was one of those 40,000 then 40,000 watching. Um, yeah, people love that. I, oh, I love crazy. that when there's a commitment or someone announces that they're going to commit, people start tweeting or Facebooking, like, are you guys streaming this? Are you guys streaming yeah. this? Are you guys going to stream this? And it's become so easy for us. Like, we stream all the post-game press conferences. Um, so, yeah, if we have the capability, why why not do it? And I'm glad people are coming to WCIA and us for that and asking, asking for us to do it. And maybe we'll the next commit. You know, Craig will be watching that as well. Yeah, <laughs> not stressing. He'll be on his couch at home, <laughs> yeah. not stressing like we are about. Yeah. You know, is the feed working? Is this going to happen? Adam Miller yeah. took an hour just standing up there chatting, trying to fill time. But hey, it's all part of the job. All right, get, let you in a little secret here too. A lot of people don't realize this. I don't think Craig. Every golf tournament has a media day, and so I figured this out. Right about the time I became sports director, I, I guess Matt Wetterson and I may have done a couple of these. Yeah. I don't remember doing him as much, though. I figured out, and I love golf, and Craig loves golf, that every major golf tournament has a media day where they allow the media to come in, get some interviews, and then they just turn you loose. You go play the course. Well, there's been some big golf tournaments around our area here the last five <laughs> years. From the John Deere Classic, we've, we've done, done that, that every year. Yeah, a couple of times. I don't know if we did it this last year, did we? I want to say we didn't. Yeah, I guess it has been a couple of years. I think we've done it maybe three out of five yeah. years, yeah. four out of five years, something like that. Go up to Silvis, play the John Deere, TPC John Deere course. It's great. Marley's still hanging on with us here, all right? Uh, she can care less about <laughs> golf. She's just drifting. thinking about taking a nap. Conway Farms, the BMW Championship. That was a ton of fun. 
Bell Reeve for the PGA Championship in mm-hmm. St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Private course, can't play that. That was a ton of fun. And my personal favorite, playing Medina last year, mm-hmm. which is an unbelievable track for the BMW Championship. You're going to miss out on Olympia Fields this year, which yeah. is another top course on the south side. I think I'm free that day. And <laughs> the Ryder Cup, <laughs> if it's played, I don't know. I'm really hoping that we can yeah. uh, get up to Whistling Straits for the Ryder Cup. That would be a ton of fun with Steve Stricker as the U.S. captain. Yep. But every time we – or almost every time we would go to a media day event, inevitably some breaking news would happen. Every time. So, so Craig and I are both out. We're getting content, mind you. It's not like yeah, we're just yeah, playing yeah. golf. Now, the ratio of content to golf is slim, but we did get some content. Yeah, there were uh, – the first couple, it was like former Illini talking, yeah, so that's why we went. Shit, that's uh, why we went. <laughs> uh, we, we did get some local content, yeah. all right? Yeah. But the the main reason we went was to play golf. Okay, let's, yes. let's just be real here. So this – one of the first times Anise had just started. 2016. Yeah, okay, so she might have been here, what, a It had month? to have been June. It had to have been June 2016. She's right out of college. Because she just started in late May. You know, great leadership by me. I just throw her on the desk and say, hey, we're going uh, Gonna leave you a pack. <laughs> we're going to the John Deere Classic in yes. Silvis. So Craig and I take off early. We play golf. And what do you know? Breaking news happens. Jeremiah Tillman commits to Illinois. Well, she called you. Well, she called yes. you and was like, hey, because it was the same day as the Kendall Gill golf outing. And she's like, hey, I just got this shot of John Gross and Josh Whitman, like, saying we got him and giving a big hug. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> she had no idea who Jeremiah Tillman was. And it's not her fault. She had just started here. But I was like, well, what, wait. What do you mean you just got out? Like, you got the shot of them hugging? Like, you were on it? Or it was, like, off to the side? She's like, no, no, no. I just happened to be shooting Gross and Whitman at the time. And they are Gross, yeah, and Whitman at the time. And they were really, really excited together. So I get on Twitter and immediately see that Jeremiah Tillman verbally committed. Yeah. The, was he five-star then? I think he was. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, he was five-star center at that point for me, St. Louis. Illinois I, hadn't had a five-star center in forever. I think we were on, like, our 11th or 12th hole. I don't even know if we were that far in. Maybe we? not. I don't know. We were not done with our round. I told Denise, I just said, <laughs> you need to go back to the station right away. Put that on Twitter as yep. soon as possible. That thing blew up. Yep. What are the chances of that? I yep. mean, absolutely insane that she got that. Doesn't know who Jeremiah Tillman is. And once again, not her fault. Doesn't understand the <laughs> scope of that. Yeah. She quickly figured it out after we were... Like, after she saw how we reacted, she's yeah. like, okay, this is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, and make sure you put the bug on it, right? So people don't jack our video. But she went back. That thing blew up. We're trying to finish out our golf here. Even Free golf. We're not stopping. Yeah, right. Well, we had questioned, like, what (laughs) what are we supposed to do here? Like, do we need to leave? Do we – what do we do? I'm trying to make some phone calls. My phone was dying. Yep. Oh, man, I couldn't find a charger. Remember in the HH – was it the – no, it was the – It was the new Jeep. The new Jeep. We couldn't find – we the, didn't. We didn't have a car charger. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. It didn't have a USB. So Twenty sixteen didn't have a USB oh. plug in. We didn't have a car uh, adapter, and then I found the one in the glove box. Yeah. but that one isn't as much a charger as it is. Like that's how you connect to play your music. So yes, it charges it, but it kind of like equals out. Because they're oh using gosh. it so much. So his phone wasn't charging. I'm trying to get in touch with Jeremiah Tillman. We're going to go from the Quad Cities to Indiana to try and talk to him. 
and we finally get we finally track him mm-hmm. down. We get a hold of him. He's like, "Yeah, come on out." Remember, we drove on I eighty. Mm-hmm. Not I, I said if we hit fifty seven on eighty, and we still haven't heard from him, we're gonna go home because mm-hmm. there was no point in going there if he wasn't gonna talk to us or whatever else. I think he texted me back, called me back, maybe like. 30 45 minutes before we were going to hit the 57 interchange there to, to come home so then we're like okay here we go i'm trying to make plans with the niece absolutely insane insane and we forgot about the time change so they waited remember that oh, they were there an hour before we told them like six o'clock yeah which six o'clock when we were thinking was actually five right. o'clock so they were at their gym at five o'clock, and we, we didn't show up for another hour after that. And he was gracious enough to talk to us. Like yeah. he, he I'm terrible with time changes, us. by the way. That's another oh, yes, story. Yeah. For, <laughs> it's a Michigan State story. <laughs> Craig calls me at the Michigan State game, all in a panic, ready for his live. I was like, "Dude, you, what, you all right? You got time? Like, you got an hour? <laughs> you were so mad. That was one of your first trips, maybe, yeah. wasn't it? it might Michi- have been my first basketball trip. Yeah, basketball trip to Michigan State. They probably got crushed. <laughs> that was that my first basketball trip, too. Michigan, State. Michigan yeah. State. Yeah. Yeah. Good things happen on those trips. Yeah, Marley didn't worry, have to worry about the time. Probably because your story and I told her, hey, make sure you get the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was an example. Day. We all learned from Craig in that sense. <laughs> There was a couple other times where breaking news happened. Yeah, commitments. I can't remember. Whatever else. There was one when I was anchoring too. It was when Brad Underwood had those like abuse allegations. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that when where were you guys? It would have probably been Medina. I think no. No, This would have been the year before. That would have been Conway then. Yeah, I think. Yeah, one of those. I don't know. We got to go quite a few places. It's certainly a perk of the job. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But um, inevitably, every time there was something that came up that we were like, oh, no. Do you remember what else happened at those media days? The long drive winner? No. I won two long drives. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Craig always cashed in on that, too. <laughs> two of the – we probably we probably went to what? Six, seven? I don't know. I don't – I stopped keeping track. Yeah, we went to a lot. But I, I got – are great. I got lucky with um, some of the long drive contests. I don't know how I did it because I don't think I hit the ball that far, but I won two long drive contests. My only two in my career. Yeah, but this is a media scramble. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> we kept score. I, I think I beat you once or twice. You beat, oh, yeah. You we're pretty even. We're, we're pretty even. We, we play about the same. We all, we're, no, neither one of us has ever like completely do- dominated the other. What's your handicap, Craig? I've, I've never checked my handicap. Oh, okay. Never. No idea. I got a pretty good handicap. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. For Are you going to explain to those that might not know? <laughs> yeah, I have one leg, but that's fine. <laughs> I don't know how competitive Craig took it. I'm competitive, though, and I want to win. And so I always took it competitive. Oh, I'm just there to enjoy it. Yeah, see, we're different in that sense. I'm like, no, I got to beat Craig and everyone else in our group. Yeah. And that. Yeah. And I don't always win, but I'm always going to try and win. We're always close. On, on the media scrambles. Yeah. Good what was times. the one where we had the caddy? Uh, Conway. Conway, okay. Yeah, we had to walk. Yeah. I thought it was interesting they didn't make us walk at Medina, which is, in my eyes, a way more prestigious yes. club. But at Conway, they made us walk, Yeah, which was fine. I liked it. Felt like a pro. Right? Played like a pro. I don't know about playing <laughs> like a pro. Felt like a pro. If you can't make it, fake it. That's what I always exactly. say. Good times, man. That was a, a lot of fun to reminisce about that. And... Certainly going to miss you around the department and and the laughs we've had too. You know, I guess I didn't bring in the the cup here, the uh, the Craig Show oh, Memorial gosh. Cup. So we'll spare that for another time. <laughs> uh, but there, there's always been some good laughs 
uh, dating back to Anise and certainly with Marley, and, and we always try and have a good time. My motto has always been, we're going to work really hard, but I want to have some fun too along the way because we're getting paid to talk about sports. So inevitably, it, you know, it, it needs to be fun. And I think people, you know, recognize that on air and, and certainly on this podcast because we can be a little bit more open and free and, and share some longer format stories, which is, which is always fun. Uh, all right. Let's talk about certainly being competitive real quick here. What did you guys make of the last dance this week? Great. I've been I've been loving it honestly. I'm learning so many new things about Michael Jordan and most importantly his fashion sense. Ah. Oh, okay. That's what I, it's, that's I what it's really about for you. Like, huh? No, I loved it. I'm like, oh my, with the matching shirt and shorts like those '90s pattern. Yeah. When he went to um, Barcelona, mm-hmm. uh, that was cool. I yeah, I I'm honestly enjoying it because I obviously didn't grow up uh, in that era watching him play basketball, so it's cool to to go back and you know, learn all of that about him. Um, the internet has been great about it. Like, I just scroll on Twitter every commercial break because people are so funny and cracking jokes about it. But it's been really cool, and I think it's something that is kind of uniting us as a sports community during this time. So it's been – I've been enjoying it. I kind of forget what they touched on last episode. It was, like, the Olympics. Um Barcelona was his, yeah. like, episode gambling. five. Yeah. I didn't really know yeah. too much about his gambling. I don't know if we want to call it an addiction, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah he's addicted. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> no, but I feel like I, I think this is like humanizing him in a way, you know, because so many people are like, yes, Michael Jordan, the best basketball player of mm-hmm. all time. But he's he's still a person. He has yeah. flaws. He has imperfections. And I think this is is a really good way to humanize that and show that. You know, not everyone's perfect, even even Michael Jordan. There was one point last week that I was like, are they trying to make us feel bad for him? Like, do you feel bad for Michael Jordan? No. Right. And I feel like... billion dollars. Right. I feel like there's sometimes where they're like trying to make him feel like the victim. And I'm, I'm sure that, you know, I'm looking from the outside here, but I'm not trying to say anything, but I'm like, come on, let's go. Um... But one thing I don't like is that it's on Sundays and I'm here on Sundays, so I can't watch it on Sundays. So I'm like, well, now you this can. Week? Now I can, yeah. Um, so like, I've been trying to avoid Twitter and like I turn our TV off of ESPN to make sure I don't <laughs> see anything, and I watch it on like Wednesdays. Um, but I was just talking with it about it with someone the other day, and for the last couple, probably five years since LeBron won his championships, I've always been like, LeBron's the best basketball player ever. Like he does everything. He's so dominant. He can do it all. And watching these Michael highlights, and like I had forgot. Well, I guess I was too young to know, so I guess I just learned that he won Defensive Player of the Year awards, and he did all of this. I'm like, all right, like I don't think there's an argument right now. Well, yeah, they're like, they're different they, players, right? They show back that. little things, and I just watch. I'm like, oh wow, oh he did that. Yeah. He did this. He did like obviously I've seen highlight tapes of him before, but yeah. it's kind of the same thing. I was like, oh yeah, and that, I feel myself slowly. Switching. <laughs> I was LeBron, and now I'm kind of like. Oh, yeah. I'm also, pa- is part part of that too could be like the the recency thing yeah, that, that everyone talks about. Like, is this team is the 2020 Illinois team better than the 2004 Illinois team? Well, everyone's going to say 20 because it's in their it's fresh in their mind. Um, but I also looked up MJ's stats just a couple weeks ago. Like he averaged 30 for his career points. Like it's insane. So I think more more than anything, it's making me realize how dominant he was and and how um easy the game looked for him like some of the highlights i'm just like how does someone do that um but so yeah 
couple standouts for me, Marley, going back to your fashion, how big the suits were back then. Yes. Oh, the oversized like suit. swimming I in those. I love it. I yes. love it. Now, the beret. 30, 30 years yeah. later, everyone you know wears tight suits and all this kind of stuff. It's just completely different. I mentioned that to my wife and just said, man, I'd, I'd feel a little looser and free if I had a huge <laughs> suit like that, right? Yeah. That'd be weird at this point. The point that stood out to me in all of this, and I, I remember the second three-peat from Jordan. But, Same. You know, the intensity that they played with and the physicality is not even close to today's NBA. You know, and even in practice, you know, Jordan was on those guys. He's so competitive. He wants to win every single thing he does. And I'm not sure I'd want to be Jordan's teammate in that sense. It's great because you want to win and he's going to push you. And obviously, that's what led to all that success was Jordan leading that. I mean, he was in charge of all of that. But, like, just ruthless practices, Mm -hmm. you know, where they're beating each other up. He's punching Steve Kerr. And I heard today on the Dan Patrick Show, listening to the podcast on the way in, that uh, the director, Jason Harris, said that this next episode coming up this week is going to be about the the Kerr punching incident, Mm. you know, where he he punched Steve Kerr in practice. Like, Mm -hmm. what? You know what I mean? But, like, he's just that. He's ruthless. Everything is competitive. There's grudges still. You know, with Isaiah Thomas, you know, he's yeah. like, there, there's no apologizing for that. It is, I mean, 30 years later, 20 years later, like, there's still grudges there, you know? They hated Detroit. All these kinds of things. It's just fun to reminisce about that. And and uh, it's okay. Like, I think we can all recognize that LeBron and Michael are different, and we're not going to sit here and argue about which is better. But, yeah. you know, the recency bias certainly plays into that. And this yeah. is what's fun for me is we're kind of reliving all yeah. of this. I saw a picture on social that's been within the last week that, like, the 80s were Magic, 90s were Michael, 2000s were Kobe, and the 2010s yeah. were LeBron. And I think that's the only way you can you can really put it. Each of Each of those players were the best player for that decade. They're all great and in their own way. Yeah, life. they're all. I think uh, Magic probably the best point guard ever, no doubt. MJ is probably the best uh, player ever. Kobe's was the best for that that stretch, and then LeBron's just the most dominant right now. So I think that's the only way you can really say it. It makes you think too, like who who are we gonna see in the rest of our lifetime? Because at the time, people were okay. Yeah, Magic Johnson, he's the best basketball player of all time. And then now we're seeing LeBron. Okay, LeBron is the best basketball player of all time. Who are we gonna see next? Like, who yeah. is gonna continue to shatter the ceiling? And that makes me excited yep. for what's to come. Good stuff. I want to touch on this real quick here as we move along. The final recruiting rankings out for twenty four seven sports for the class of twenty twenty. Adam Miller moves up sixteen spots. He's now number thirty two overall. Wow. And Andre Curbelo, he takes the biggest jump from the Illini contingent, 18 spots, 54th best overall. And I think it's important to note here that this is not just like, hey, the best player in the class right now. They're projecting who the best prospect is going to be. And so I think this is about right. I, I see Curbelo as about a top 55, 60 player in the country. He's probably a little underranked. And I think that's probably where they're hitting the nail on the head with Adam Miller, 32 in the country for the class of 2020. And the most interesting interesting thing to me is now he's the highest-ranked yeah. guy in the Big Ten coming to Illinois. And I feel like Illinois fans maybe aren't grasping that as much or just feeling that, like, hey, you have the best prospect in the Big Ten right now. That's oh. a huge deal. There's nobody else in the country going to a Big Ten school that is ranked higher than Adam Miller right now, and you have two out of the top four guys. Oh, I didn't realize that. It's a really, really good class from Brad Underwood and how it finishes out. And the coaches will all tell you that, ah, we don't care about the rankings. Well, that's not true. They do. Because that's buzz for their program. That's buzz in recruiting. 
Brad Underwood will no doubt come out and say, well, you know, we got two of the top 55 guys in the country and mm-hmm. two of the top four in the Big Ten come into our school. Mm-hmm. Those things matter. These things do matter. And, uh, look, you add Coleman Hawkins to that, they're certainly not done with this class. They're going to add some transfers in there, whether they're, whether they're sit-out or immediate guys. And for everything, Craig, that we had questioned about Brad Underwood coming in, recruiting was the number one thing. Can he recruit at the Power 5 level? He surrounds himself with Orlando Antigua and Shin Coleman. He brings in Stephen Gentry. Jamal Walker was in there at the start. And now all of a sudden, I think Alana Nation should feel great about what they're doing in recruiting right now and setting themselves up for 21, you know, and they're in great position with that already. Yeah, 24-7 does their top all-time commits to the program. And I think, I'm not, I'm like 99% sure this is accurate, four of the top 10 are Underwood guys already. And he's only been here yeah, for... because you had Adam Miller's number one. Adam Miller is no, now the best recruit Illinois yeah. ever signed. Well, since 2003. Since, uh, yeah, since 2003. Since rankings started becoming a thing. And, Correct. And yeah, so you have Adam recruit. Miller, you have Io DeSumo, you have Mark Smith, and you have... Who was the other one in there? I don't think... It, it might be five then, because Kofi... Kofi was a top... Kofi and he was top Andre... 50. No, I'm just talking top 10 for Illinois. Right, right, right. But yeah. I'm saying in the rankings, like a top 50 ranked player for Illinois is a really, really good player. Yeah. That, Myers was in there, but that's older. Yeah. Um, it, it might be Kofi and and Andres in there too. Yeah, that, that's my biggest takeaway is that since 2003, since the recruiting websites became a thing, that Brad has landed four or five of the top 10 Illinois has ever landed. That's incredible for what he is, his reputation coming in, and, and it says a lot about his staff. Chin Coleman and Orlando Antigua have been home runs um, in their respective areas. So um, future looks really bright. I mean, especially if you can get your two, Io and Kofi, to come back. Um, next year could be really, really fun. Yeah, the New York area is is a gold mine. Like, I'm I'm familiar more so with that area of basketball than, I guess, the Chicago area because being in illinois i feel like people want to go directly to to chicago they're like oh yeah chicago is you know the basketball capital of america but new york city has some of the basket the best basketball i've ever seen in my life i had cousins that played um for christ the king everyone knows that name around the country um they played on aau teams with with ty jerome and andre curbello being from that area i think maybe that's why he didn't have a higher ranking to begin with because people maybe you know kind of second guess the new york area but i think he'll probably end up being a lot better than we expect him to be he's a four-year player which i think is the biggest thing and if he was six foot two i think he would have been a top 25 player in the country but so often the case you know you just don't have those intangibles and the recruiting evaluators don't view you as a high of a recruit which is just the way it works you know but i think these rankings are about right for for what these guys are and, and what you hope them to be the biggest thing is you just got out of miller signed you know and i feel like maybe and this is just my interpretation maybe the io signing and commitment resonated more because he was truly like the first mm-hmm. you know one of the first big guys you got mark smith in there too but like i feel like that io commitment was something that people were eyeing for so long in that sorry and uh, we'll move along here quickly. I'll see myself out. <laughs> you know, Mark Smith was great, but they really didn't have the relationship. I was the first guy that they had the relationship with that it paid off. And, and you know, that continues here with Adam Miller. And 
it's just crazy how things kind of come full circle. Yeah, they got some momentum now. There's a oh, lot of, no doubt a lot of buzz about yeah. a lot of guys, uh, some reclass guys that they could add to this 2020 class. And uh, a lot of people are talking about Illinois on the recruiting trails right now, which is um, pretty good considering what um, they endured just last year. Worst, worst season in history last year. Right, yeah. From 20-plus losses to 20-plus wins yeah. in one year is an incredible yeah. turnaround. And that's just what makes it sting that much more that yeah. you know they didn't get the chance to play in the NCAA tournament. And it's not going to go down as an NCAA tournament. Yeah. You know, We talked before, I think that would have been so much fun if they would have put out a bracket and just said, hey, these were the qualifiers and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So that way these kids could have gotten these chances to say, hey, we were an NCAA tournament team. Everyone knows that Illinois would have made it. But in the history books, when we look back on this 20 years from now, we're going to say, hey, that that 1920 team was really good for Illinois, but they weren't an NCAA tournament team. Yeah. What do you think they're going to put in like the space where they usually, you know, are they going to say canceled? You know, I like, just I'm think just there'll like be an asterisk there. Like where, yeah. Yeah. It'll just say COVID-19 or, right. you know, it's NCAA crazy. tournament canceled due to yeah. coronavirus pandemic or whatever it's going to be, you know, and like, it's really unfortunate. In a rec- I mean, like we get those giant books with all of like every game and, you know, that we get every season, the big record books. But I don't think I've ever seen no. anything like that where there would have been like an asterisk or a you know just a blank space yeah because they played the ncaa tournament you know dating back to world wars and all that kind of stuff vietnam and all of that and they still played so this is the first i mean truly uncharted territory Mm -hmm. in that sense which you know is unfortunate and bummer for you craig that you know you you can say i guess in your own way i covered an ncaa tournament team but yeah you know yeah we just didn't get to see the payoff yeah it was it was a good season though it was fun some moments that uh, are definitely going to be uh, locked up here for a long time. When is it going to hit you? You said a couple of weeks or a month, but I think it's going to go longer than that. When it like really hits you, it'll be a first Illinois football game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll hit me when the season starts and I'm holding a ticket to the stands and not a <laughs> not a pass to the field. That's when you're it, supposed to be holding a drink in your hand. Yeah. I'll be I'll be heckling you guys. Yeah. Right. You got to go to post game now. I'm heading back out to the exactly. Tailgate line. Yeah. That doesn't sound half bad. Yeah. Believe me, there's been many thoughts for me in the past. Where I'm like, man, this tailgate would sound a lot better right yeah. now than covering this game. Yeah. Our, <laughs> it's all about perspective. Our friend Lante. Uh, already invited me to all the tailgates. He said nice. there's a 7 a.m. roll call. I said oh, you'll see me. Geez. You'll see me about nine or uh, ten. You know, <laughs> one tailgate at 7 a.m. when it's like no, that's the 11 o'clock games. Oh, okay. That's 11 o'clock games. If there's like, one thing you I know think about I don't know. Showed it's that 7 a.m. is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Although it's going to have to start to happen here with the what's yeah, the, it's going to be we earlier. Were about that. I was like, Craig, what's it going to be like for you to get up early in the morning? I got a 9 o'clock meeting on Monday, so I'll roll out of bed about 8.50. <laughs> oh, yeah, you <laughs> no, got to do I'm your kidding, hair. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be earlier. I think the days normally start about 8.30 or 9. And you can do whatever you want with your hair now. I know. Oh, oh. I don't need a haircut. Jeez. Yeah, I I go back and forth. I want to I wanna take the clippers and, like, do it. start fresh, you Just know, like, new fret and, and buzz it off. But I also, okay. I've, I've never, not like Scott Van Pelt bald. Oh. But, but like, like short, short. That's what I used to do in college. Um, but part of me wants to grow it out because I've never grown it out either. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not shaving for at least a month. Yeah, you are going to grow a, the the COVID playoff beard. Yeah, COVID playoff the, beard. The, the, the playoff beard. I've <laughs> never been able to grow facial hair, so I'm just interested to see what it looks like more than anything. Does it come in red? Me too. Yes, it does. Really? My my chin comes in real red. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Red chin red? show. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, if you see me in a month or two. Yeah. Can we, you send us a picture? Oh, yeah. Post oh, that yeah. on Twitter. Oh, yeah. All right. Any final thoughts, Craig? 
yeah, just thanks to um, kind of echoing my video. If you haven't seen it from Monday, thanks to everybody, the viewers, um, the coaches, the players, um, and it it did really start to hit Monday um, because I had former Illinois players like texting me, "Thanks for everything," and you were great, and like players that we don't necessarily talk to all the time, football players liking the tweet and golfers liking the, t- and it's just, I guess I just didn't realize the impact and the relationships that we build. Um, because there were times a couple nights ago that I was like, man, like the emotions started hitting and stuff like that. Um, that really, it really hit, uh, especially with those texts. Cause you guys know a lot of those college athletes, I think 75% of the college athletes hate talking to us. Yeah, no doubt. Um, like, we can visibly see them when the SID goes and, like, hey, media wants you. We can visibly see them be like, oh, come on. <laughs> so when they reach out to you and, like, I, I, it wasn't just a thanks and I reply. Like, we had conversations about what they were doing and it uh, it meant a lot um, to, to know and also the fact just to know that, that they – recognized us and and stuff like that so thanks to all them everybody here uh, i thanked andy miller and matt wetterston in the video the news director and we talked about matt he was the sports director um and and rich who's a news director now i mean he's never said no to something we want to do right well maybe a few times i just didn't (laughs) tell you guys but yeah (laughs) super supportive which we're yeah and so thankful of yeah as a sports department when you can get a news director that um lets you kind of do your own thing it's huge because in a, in a time where a lot of these businesses and stations are are pulling back on sports rich has really pushed the envelope and, and allowed us to push the envelope uh in a, in a big way um, and then you guys um marley came in made it a, a easy transition hit the ground running been fantastic she's never never said no to any kind of assignment we can tell her to go to I don't know. Don't name anything. We can tell her like to cover. We can tell her to go anywhere and cover any sport and she might not like it, but she'll do it. She won't complain. Um, yeah, at the moment, she, she is getting to the point where she's pushing back a little bit. But yeah, uh, tremendous to work with. And then Brett has just, I said it in the video. I'm, I'm repeating a lot of the video, but like (laughs) (laughs) he has turned this department into something that like, I I never would have ever thought that a central Illinois local TV station could be like all the live streams and all the coverage. And like, I will admit that there are times where I'm like, I've told you no before. And (laughs) I I heard about it (laughs) that he was not happy with me. Um, but it's all, it's all warranted. Everything's warranted that he does, and and um, it's it's a lot of fun to watch this department develop develop over the last almost five years. So, well said, thank you, Craig. And maybe we'll have you in as a consultant, or you probably won't even watch local news anymore. Which is also <laughs> fine. You keep those thoughts to yourself, though. Uh, no, it's it's great. It's been a pleasure, and we've certainly tried to push the bar, and you've been a big yeah. part of that, and, and raising it forward and, and raising the bar and leaving it in a better place. And I always say, if you can leave a place better than you found it, then you've done something right. So, you know, it's been a, it's been a fun ride, and just another chapter and another journey that 
you know, uh, it's, it's been a privilege to uh, go alongside. So we're going to miss you, but we're excited about your next step. And uh, we'll have you back on the podcast at some point, probably once the season starts and we, we'll get you <laughs> on with the outside perspective or like Craig's breakdown or something from the game. Uh, yeah from what you see from the stands because it is a different view yeah you know when you're watching from the stands and you're hearing things in the crowd and you're experiencing the emotions and all that so often especially for football not as much for basketball because it's so much more compact for basketball but for football you're on the field it's and especially at memorial stadium it's farther away from a lot of things and you don't hear a lot and so i think that'd be a fun little segment to have you on and get a little perspective from that yeah and that's Cheap seats from the Craig from the cheap seats. <laughs> That's one thing. I love that. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I don't like shooting from where we do, but a lot of times people will ask us, you know, what what did you see on this play? And we're like, we can't we we can't see the whole play because the way we shoot, yeah. we're we're tight on whoever has the ball or, the, or tight on the quarterback, and we're not able to see the whole plays develop. So I I think that's where being in the stands and sitting a little bit higher. I'll be able to understand Brad Underwood's offense a little bit more or Lovey's defense and, and stuff like that. So it's not a negative to what we do shooting-wise because it's cool being on the sidelines, but we're just not able to visualize the whole play. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is different. Like yeah. I said, not bad, just a little bit different. Yeah. And, and uh, we'll, we'll look forward to that perspective for whatever that may be, basketball, football, or – you know, everything else that comes along. So. Do I have to shave and do my hair? Uh, I, that's up to you now. I mean, you know, before my standards are pretty high, you know, but, you know, hey, you don't have to shave for the next month or yeah. do whatever you want to do now. So we'll, we'll look forward to seeing what that looks like, too. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. I'm still going to be here. So still say hi. It'll be great. Yeah. We'll have to have a proper going away. Party. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to put well, that I'm going away party on. I'm not going on anywhere. For a little while. I know. I'm like <laughs> a going away from the department. But we like, all we need a reason celebrate. to party. Exactly. Exactly. You're welcome. All right. Thanks. <laughs> all right. For Marley, for Craig, I'm Brett. It's been fun reminiscing. Greg, thanks for all your work. We'll have you back on the podcast again sometime in the near future. We're going to miss you, but. It'll be good. So, all right, we'll do it again next week. Marlon and I will be here. Marley and I will continue on. Just two. The three and one podcast. Say, do you have to change the name? Podcast. The two and one podcast for the time being. More updates <laughs> on that in the future. All right, for Marley, for Craig, I'm Brett. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.